Ladies and gentlemen, we ask that you please take your seats at this time as the program will begin momentarily. Thank you. Live from an undisclosed location, this is the Gribble Nation Roadcast. Greetings and welcome to another exciting episode of the Gribble Nation Roadcast. This is Gribble Nation's Doug, and the Gribble Nation Roadcast is powered by uh, Spotify. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about Ontario's Cottage Country, which was a uh, trip I made over Memorial Day weekend, um, which, of course, in Canada was just regular weekend. So actually, that kind of made things a little more advantageous as far as like lodging, for instance, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, Cottage Country is in a couple hours north of Toronto. And uh, the reason why I decided to go you know, up there um, for my uh, Memorial Day trip this year, and I usually try to take a Memorial Day trip every year somewhere that I can get to on a three-day weekend um, that may not be quite as easy to get over just like a regular two-day weekend. So these weekends kind of give me a little opportunity to do a little bit more like in years past. I went to like Virginia around Pennsylvania. I clinched Ohio's counties as a result of um, Memorial Day trips, um, went to North Carolina. Um, in a few instances, I went to Canada. Like I one year I went to Toronto and then up towards uh, Owen Sound and then over to Lake Huron. And then another year I went to uh Montreal for a road meet, and then followed by a trip to Ottawa, which apparently you walk around uh, Canadian Parliament grounds, and they have statues of the Prime Ministers, and when you post on the Facebook, uh, they mistake the uh, picture, they mistake the face of one of the um, Prime Ministers for one of your Facebook friends, and uh, that's 2011 facial recognition technology for you. Uh, but the um, reason why I decided to go to Canada this time around is I hadn't really had a chance to explore much of Ontario since before the pandemic. Yes, I drove back from Michigan recently through Ontario, and I drove to Montreal. Uh, well, I drove up to Montreal for a hockey game back in February. Went through uh, Ontario, you know, quickly up the 401 and back. But didn't really get to spend. I really haven't had much chance to spend much time in Ontario since leap day on uh, 2020, just a, you know, a couple of like a week or two before, you know, the world started falling apart because of COVID. Um, so um, this time around, it's not so much the world is falling apart, but here in uh, upstate New York and around the Northeast, um, you know, we actually have a, a lot of uh, smoke in the air, and apparently it is some of the most highest, uh, you know, most uh, hazardous air quality levels that have been seen in the Northeast in years. And that's actually thanks to uh, some wildfires, and I think that's up in Quebec, or uh, I think last week is Nova Scotia, but I think it's Quebec this week. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate, uh, but it is what it is and uh, just kind of work our way through it as best we can. Uh, but um, you know, so what I did over Memorial Day week it was a quick and easy uh, three-day weekend. Cottage country was 
part of the pro province that you know, I've been through before. Basically, I took a trip up to Sudbury and North Bay, you know, after the Toronto meet in uh, 2016. And uh, what I did was, you know, the day after the meet, I went to Sudbury, North Bay, you know, got counties and then, well, county equivalents and went on my Murray Way. Uh, so I really, I've been passed, but I haven't really spent much time in that part of the province. So I was looking forward to, you know, getting a little familiar with a different part of Ontario. Um, so what I did was uh, to get there, and I went, crossed over the uh, Thousand Islands Bridge, which is where, you know, ID1, um, you know, crosses into Canada or, you know, said, or things Ontario Highway 137, which is the connecting highway over to uh, the 401 on the Ontario side of the uh, Thousand Islands. Reason why I did that was I figured it would be a lot faster and easier than crossing through um, going from uh, Buffalo, um, like the Peace Bridge or like the Queens and Lewiston Bridge. So I remember one year I went up to uh, Ontario for um, Memorial Day weekend. I took the um, Peace Bridge across. Um, I think I had a half hour wait. And then when I kind of looked behind and I basically had crossed the bridge, and I still had a half hour wait at Customs. Um, when I looked behind me as I got closer to uh, the customs booth itself, I think at that point, the uh, traffic had stretched all the way across the bridge back over into Buffalo. So I figured, you know, it should be much easier to take the Thousand Islands Bridge. Besides, it's a nicer uh, crossing anyway. It's a nicer crossing anyways. Actually, that crossing at Hill Island is the... Uh, shortest bridge um, between um, an international uh, crossing, at least between the Canada and the U.S., maybe anywhere. It's between two islands, Wellesley Island in New York and Hill Island in Ontario. Uh, so I did that, and I you know, basically got into Canada Saturday around 9 a.m. after, you know, taking the thruway to Utica, then New York Route 12 from Utica to Watertown uh, to ID1. Essentially, that was my... Uh, my route. Um, pretty straightforward because I just wanted to get into Canada. Um, so once I got into Canada, I um, you know, so took um, one of the first exit, you know, basically uh, crossing onto the mainland of Ontario. I uh, went on the Thousand Islands Parkway for a bit, which um, actually went also on the way back. Uh, but I took the first route, which was like a local route um, three, like uh, Leeds and Grenville County Route three or what have you. Took that to um, Route 2, which is part of the old uh, King's Highway 2, which, you know, basically is, you know, been more or less replaced by the 401. And then, you know, between like Hamilton, like Brantford and Toronto, that area was, uh, you know, like 403 and the QEW. Um, but that's kind of like the, um, I want to say in a sense, kind of like the Route 66 of Ontario, maybe not. Um, did I just get some mileage on the old route? I got into Canada a little bit later than planned because I had a late late start. I really wanted to go up to Brockville first and check out the uh, Brockway Brockville Rail, Railway Tunnel, which I've seen a couple times before. Um, I also wanted to get some additional pictures of the Thousand Islands Parkway, but we're gonna have to leave that for a later trip to Canada because I um, 
didn't do that on the way back either. Uh, but I did that and went over to Gananoque, hopped in the 401 for a bit. And once I got over to Kingston, I took a little detour over to the Kingston Mills, um, which is, you know, a lock over the uh, Rideau Canal, which goes from Kingston to Ottawa, over the uh, Cataract Way and Rideau Rivers. And I think there's some connecting points as well. Um, slowly by, uh, like canals to are one of my, uh, you know, side interests, which I love to develop a lot more on the gribblenation.org blog. Uh, but I haven't really done as much on that as I'd like. Uh, but it is something where you know, maybe, uh, we'll come across that at some point. Uh, but this was an old canal lock and there's like a flight of locks. There's like a lock and then another lock and another lock. And um, you know, I can walk around a bit. It's an old blockhouse, some old buildings. See the canal uh, infrastructure. Um, there are rock climbers at the bottom of, uh, you know, basically the bottom of the locks. Uh, but that was something where I thought was a nice little detour. Um, then I you know, basically went back onto uh, Kingston, you know, Kingston back to the 401, and then just took that uh, west, you know, past Belleville, which is. Um, I've been to Kingston a few times. Great little city, um, especially if you like uh, history um, and just want to see a little part of Ontario that you may have not, not have thought about exploring. Uh, definitely check Kingston out. Um, I think you'll be, um, you know, nightly surprised. Um, one time I went there, I visited a uh, old penitentiary, which they give tours of now, and that was actually a really interesting tour. Uh, but, you know, some of the uh, roads that are interesting, like the Loyalist Parkway, which, um, you know, that we have a blog on, a uh, blog article on Gribble Nation as well. Um, and then, you know, past Napanee, which I think was the hometown of Avril Lavigne. And then Belleville, which, um, you know, basically I've, you know, I've driven through Belleville before. This time I really you know, bypassed it. I, you know, Wish I would have had a little more time to check things out again, but it was not meant to be this time. Maybe another time. I definitely need to get back um, to that part of the province. But I took the 401 up a little past Belleville and Trenton, which is where the uh, I think it's the Trent Severn Canal, which you know connects essentially the Bay of Quint and Lake Ontario over to the Georgian Bay and Lake Huron, kind of bypasses you know the Lake Erie and the Willand Canal and Detroit and all that fun stuff. So um, that's kind of a little shortcut uh, between the, um, if you're like a recreational boater who's you know, traveling the Great Lakes, it's a nice little shortcut. But I went um, to, uh, it was an old Ontario um, Highway 30, which is I think North Upperland County Route 30 now or Hastings. Um, I have my opinions about on the Ontario downloading uh, of highways that they did in the late nineties. Um, I think it makes, makes for a very incomplete system. Um, and for me tracking things, it's a little, can be a little confusing. I'm like, okay, what counties is in now when I uh, talk about the, uh, uh, the blog uh, article, but the reason why I did that was also you know, basically a way to cut across over and work my, start working my way north. But uh, a couple of reasons why I stopped. I'm also a, you know, I'm also a waterfall junkie. Um, so I stopped in Campbellford and there's a little waterfall. It's um, 
the Rainy Falls or Rainy, you know, R-A-N-N-E-Y. So I pronounce it Rainy, could be wrong. Um, but, you know, there's a suspension bridging across, then take a little walk, see the waterfall. It's not very tall, but, you know, it's very wide and a nice, nice little break. Other thing with Campbellford, and this is something I also you know, do find some sort of interest in, is um, you know, like so they have like road, roadside attractions. Like they have the giant toonie, which is you know a giant Canadian two dollar coin. Um, I'm not sure if that's legal tender, but uh, in this case, because it's you know not the standard toonie, uh, but it is something where you know that was something worth checking out. Uh, but, you know, so I did that. And then from there, I started working my way over to um, Peterborough. Um, could have taken 30 all the way up to Highway 7 in Havelock. I uh, did not do that this time. Um, you know, cut across I, on some local routes over, you know, past Hastings, where I crossed over, I think it's part of the Trent Severn uh, Canal there. So, towards the eastern end of Rice Lake and then, you know, worked my way over to Peterborough. Um, and then in Peterborough, uh, what I did was I took, um, there's a um, Highway 7 and also the eastern end of Highway 115. It's kind of a uh, freeway, quote-unquote, bypass of Peterborough, but it also, you know, works its way down, um, you know, basically through Quartha uh, Lakes, uh, to the 407 and the 401 over um, you know, east, just east of uh, Oshawa. Uh, but Peterborough, I stopped for ice cream at the Kawartha Dairy. Um, I um, was keeping on seeing these uh, articles on Atlas Obscura, which is a website that basically they show you know some obscure, interesting things, and they have articles that they like to recirculate a lot about tiger tail ice cream, which uh, they don't have in the U.S., but I haven't read so much about it um, that I yeah, needed to go check it out. Um, and it was, um, let me see, orange ice cream uh, with liquor, with like swirls of licorice. Interesting combination. Um, I tried... Um, a different flavor, the key lime pie at Kawartha Dairy towards the tail end of my trip in Bancroft. And that was a much, I thought that was a much tastier flavor, but it was definitely worth uh, checking the tiger tail, uh, tiger tail. And if it was available locally, it's something I have, you know, once, once in a while, uh, not my favorite, although I love orange and citrus flavors, but um, that I think, you know, basically could have done a little better. Uh, but the main reason why I went into Peterborough uh, was uh, not to congratulate the uh, OHL uh, champion Peterborough Peets, because I think at that point they were in British Columbia to play in the Memorial Cup. Uh, but there's uh, the Trent Severn uh, Lock 21, which that is a hydraulic lift, and it towers, and I think it's the tallest hydraulic lift in the world at 65 feet. Um, and that's something I think basically you go and basically you get lift up by the hydraulics instead of like waiting for the, you know, the canal locks to, you know, fill up with water or, you know, basically drain water so you can go between, you know, basically, you know, work your way through the lock. So 
little different than what I'm normally seeing in like the Erie Canal, for instance, which is, you know, fairly close to home for me. Um, neat other neat thing about that is that under the lock, or you know, basically the middle lock, there's a tunnel that goes under the lock uh, that you can drive through. It's like a little one lane tunnel. And I wasn't expecting that, you know, I was seeing this on the map, but I wasn't, and maybe I had seen it on the map before, but I wasn't putting two and two together until I actually saw it, you know, in person. I'm like, oh, wow, like, that's actually something I wasn't expecting. It was a nice little surprise. And I think our, our road enthusiasm hobby has a, ni- a lot of nice little surprises as well. Um, and uh, from there, I kept on working my way you know, north over to Highway 28. Um, what I did was I took um, some local roads to 28, and I took that up past Lakefield over to Burley Falls. And I stopped for a little bit of uh, a snack at a... Um, a local like um, food truck that was in some guy some guy's house had a nice uh, had a nice um, little um, pre dinner I guess um, so like a nice long sausage of some sort and then from uh, Burley Falls I uh, took Highway uh, 36 which actually um, as I was doing my research after the fact I found out was part of a, a former Ontario Highway 36 as well which you know goes from Burley Falls, past Buckhorn, uh, past Bob K- uh, Bob Cajun, which is that the name of a tragically hip song? I'd have to double check. Um, and then it goes towards uh, Fedelin Falls, which um, actually does have a waterfall, um, and uh, then goes to Lindsay, which is I think where it meets what seven or seven uh, A. And yes. Um, there is a tragically hip song, uh, Bob Cajun. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. And I think that was a song where they had mentioned, um, was that the song where they mentioned Bill, Bill Barilko? No, that was 50, 50 Mission Cap. I um, definitely need to uh, brush up on my tragically hip, as you know, any of our Canadian listeners who have, who, uh, who get to listen, this will probably say, Doug, you need to catch up on your, uh, Gord Downey at some time. Um, he was a uh, late great uh, front man for the uh, Tragically Hip. Uh, we do get a few songs that are playing the one of the local radio stations here, WQX, out of Manchester, Vermont. But you know, I'm not as familiar with their catalog as I should. Uh, from there, uh, as I said, I took um, you know Highway 36. Uh, for ways, one thing I would have liked to have seen, um, I you know could, definitely could not get to it, was a little town called Ketchikoma, uh, which uh, was on uh, off of 36, on the way to Gooderham, which I didn't get to see either. <laughs> but you know, such such great names, Ketchikoma, uh, Gooderham, um, Fenelon Falls is even a nice little name for town. Speaking of Fenelon Falls, so I did stop there. Um, is um, actually, yep. Yeah, so I actually went through Bob Cajun. Did I go through? No. Uh, Fenelon Falls is actually not on 36. Actually, I took a local road, Highway 8, 
over from Bob Cajun over to Funnel and Falls. Um, thankfully, I have a uh, Google Maps in front of me to you know kind of help correct some of my issues you know, that I can do on the fly when I record these episodes. Fenelon Falls, which is interesting, has a waterfall. Um, and it's also, um, when I was going around there, just walking around a bit, um, there's actually some nice, um, let's say, embossed signs or you know, maybe like artistic, artistically crafted street signs, um, which I um, thought was neat um from there uh basically you know worked my way over to highway 12 over near gamebridge which is near where the uh, trent severn waterway heads towards lake simcoe and they worked my way over to aurelia um which um reason why i stopped there uh speaking of canadian musicians um gordon lightfoot um, you know, basically, you, know, you may have heard of songs like uh, The Rick of the Edmund Fitzgerald or Sundown or Carefree Highway. Um, he was from Aurelia originally, and um, you know, he passed away recently. And, and um, over the years during my trips, you know, his music started to grow on me as a nice road trip companion of sorts. And then he had some great songs. Uh, but in Tudhope Park, there is a Gordon Lightfoot statue or uh, sculpture and which, you know, has pictures of like, you know, the subjects and some of the songs that he had. And, you know, there's also little um, sculptures, you know, in different locations of where he had songs. So if you go up to Whitefish Bay in Michigan, uh, they have a um, little sculpture that's, you know, basically for the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald because they wanted to put um, these, um, in different places. From there, just kind of double back. Didn't go through to really. I've done that in the past. But I took uh, was Rama Road, which I thought was Rama until I actually got there. I was like, there's a Casino Rama. I'm like, ooh, like Casino Rama. I'm like, no, it's actually Rama. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> and basically, the Rama Road, which is a uh, local road 44. I think that's. Um, I'd have to double check. Um, then that took that up to Highway 11, which is, you know, part of the longest road in Canada. Um, took that, and basically what I did was, you know, I passed through, passed by Gravenhurst, which I probably, looking back, you know, should have checked out a bit, but I went to Bracebridge. In Bracebridge, they have a bunch of waterfalls, which, of course, you know, that was my thing. And they also have some, uh, they also have a nice bridge as well near Grace Bridge for all faults. It's called the Silver Bridge. Um, and uh, that is something where, you know, basically get some pictures of the right places. You can get a picture of the bridge and a picture of the waterfall. Um, and the bridge has some nice history to it as well. Um, and, you know, there's like a little historical plaque right near the bridge. Some point I like to write, you know, an article about that. I might do something, um, you know, that is a companion to this episode of the podcast. Um, and then after spending some time in Bracebridge, starting to get closer to dark, um, I probably, there was one falls, I uh, probably should, another falls I should have stopped at, which I didn't get a chance to, which was Potts Falls. So I'd been to High Falls, which is right near there, but I you know probably could have spent the few minutes to check that out again. 
and I stayed in Huntsville for a um, couple of nights during the trip. I actually cashed in some points that I had from earlier stays, um, which uh, that actually made my uh, lodging for the weekend free, which uh, great. And Huntsville, um, talk about that a little bit more in detail a little bit later. But I liked Huntsville. It's definitely a town I'd like to uh, spend some more time in. Um, at this point, I'm going to take a little uh, sound break, um, you know, catch my breath a little bit, and I'll get back to you in just a bit. And we are back with another exciting episode of the Gribble Nation Roadcast, powered by Anchor FM. This is Gribble Nation's Doug, and we're talking about cottage country in Ontario, which is, um, as I like to think they have, there are thousands of lakes. They do have lots of little lakes, and that's actually part of the, uh, the beauty of it. Um, so I uh, spent my uh, weekend both nights in Huntsville. Ontario, which is a town which uh, is, I'd say, a couple hours north of Toronto, maybe a little closer, two and a half hours Toronto, and it's right off Highway 11 and also where Highway 60 uh, meets up with Highway 11, which, you know, goes past Algonquin Park, which I actually visited on Sunday um, and uh, went exploring a little bit. And actually, it works its way over towards Renfrew, which is, you know, fairly close to Ottawa. And maybe about an hour west on Highway 17 is where it meets up. And they're going to be making an extension of Highway uh, 417 over to Renfrew. That might actually open up end of this year, beginning in next year, I believe, which um, that's something where um, if you need to... Um, reclinch the Ottawa highway system. You might want to wait for that um, to open. I have to, I want to go back to Ottawa, but that's different reasons. And actually I think it is one of my favorite Canadian cities or maybe cities anywhere. It's not, has a lot of stuff and is not terribly big, <laughs> but that's um, back to the topic at hand. So, so I was in, uh, so I stayed in Huntsville, which, you know, basically, some of the neat things about Huntsville is, you know, the lakes that they have. And there's Ferry Lake is one, and there's another lake, which I can't really think of the uh, name of it, but it's to the west of Highway 11. Um, Ferry Lake's the one the east. If you go to in town, there's a place called the Lions Lookout, which you drive up the hill, and there's a nice lookout of the lake to the east. A uh, couple of uh, miles or kilometers to the south of downtown Huntsville, you have the Brunel Lift Locks, which is a historic lock system, uh, historic lock. And uh, basically, they think they still do um, lo- uh, basically locks for boats to pass through. Don't think it's a canal, uh, but you know there is uh, that is historic in its own right as well. What I did from there, as I that was the first thing I did on Sunday morning. I um, 
took uh, 60 Highway 60 over to Algonquin Provincial Park, which is the oldest provincial park in Canada. Uh, it was started in 1893. And reminds me a lot of the Adirondacks, especially like Hamilton County, which is really big, has lakes. Some The mountains aren't quite as high as the high peaks. Although, um, the once in Algonquin Park are more hills. Uh, but, you know, this, it feels more remote. And this reminds me a lot of the Adirondacks. So the Adirondack Park, you know, basically which Algonquin Park and Adirondack Park are actually both part of the Canadian Shield, you know, for geology sake. Um, so, you know, looks kind of similar. So it was nice to see, you know, how Algonquin Park stacked up against uh, the Adirondack Park. Um and, you know, basically, and it was a lot of the preservation and, you know, the reasons behind starting Algonquin Park was to, you know, make sure that there was, you know, land, you know, basically that, you know, people could, you know, explore and enjoy. And, you know, at one point there was a rail line that also went through Algonquin Park and people would take the railroad up to Algonquin Park and make a vacation out of it, especially in like the earlier parts of the 20th century. Uh, but now it's a out Doors person's paradise, um, especially if you like paddling. Um, and there's some hikes too. Um, I don't really, did not really see, you know, the hikes, you know, that they have, or at least the ones that I came across that were like really long hikes. Like if you do like backpacking, I'm sure they have them. Uh, but there's lots of little places, especially on that Highway 60 corridor. Uh, for you know day hikes, um, what I did was I uh, stopped at one of the places in the western end of the park, uh, which was the Hardwood Lookout Trail, which basically it's a little interpretive trail. Um, you can what one thing that was really cool is that there were um, like if you go to like the trailheads, um, they have like little like booklets you can take. Um, and that'll help basically guide your way and tell you what things you're seeing, you know, as you're taking your hike. Um, you can keep those if you want and pay things like 50 cents. Or if you don't want them, there's a way where you can like return them as well and you don't have to pay anything. Uh, which I thought was really neat and I wish more parks had that. Um, I haven't, uh, you know, that like when I go to a national park. You know, they give you, like, you know, National Park Guy. They would have, like, a newspaper that comes along with it. And even Algonquin Park, um, you know, they have a um, and Kilbear Park, which actually went to towards the end of the day. Um, you know, they have, you know, basically the newspapers. And um, that, I think, Ontario, you know, compared to, like, a lot of the state parks I've been to, like, around the U.S., blows it out, blows it out of the water in comparison basically of what is telling you what you could do for announcements you know things do the parks um you know ontario is very good at that um almost like the national parks you know that you come across the u.s but the state parks they definitely uh beat the competition on that um another uh place i stopped at was the um 
boost rock lookout which goes over rock lake basically from highway 60 you drive a few kilometers down a um gravel road and there's a, a couple campsites that you pass and boost rock basically go up and you basically get a nice view you know from the top of rock lake which is definitely a lake if you like paddling i was seeing some people you know, like on canoes you know basically you know looking from the overlook there that was uh pretty neat um i went up spending say about half a day there i went i got there pretty early um if i you know had more time um i could have definitely spend you know i could have easily spent a couple days exploring the park you know there's there's a lot to see um and it's that it's fairly close um, Highway 60 uh, through the park is named after a gentleman by the name of Frank McDougall, Frank McDougall Parkway. And he was actually a park superintendent for Algonquin Provincial Park during the 1930s. And, you know, he, you know, basically kind of brought in some of the modern improvements of the park. He was actually one of the first people to use aircraft as a way to basically kind of scout the park for like wildfires and things like that. So um, he actually, you know, did a lot for forestry. Uh, from there, I, uh, you know, worked my way back over to Huntsville. Um, you know, basically, um, I think at that point I was up there, um, you know, pretty far further to the east than I would have went to otherwise in the, on that day of the trip but you know Algonquin Park was kind of like the highlight of the trip because yeah there was so much to see but I went back over to Huntsville and then I went up Highway 11 a bit towards Burks Falls in Burks Falls um, you know from there I took um, secondary highway 520 but I detoured a bit um, there's like if you a uh, little bit west of Burks Falls, you can follow Midlothian Road. And if you're into sculpture parks, if you like, you know, basically like weird art exhibits or outside attractions, I stop at a place called Screaming Heads, which is actually a it was actually a uh, like a sculpture park you like walk around, and there's a lot of concrete heads, like not like they're kind of like discs, but they are supposed to be heads and it's supposed to be kind of like showing like the yin and the yang in a sense um it was uh, created by a, a canadian artist and uh teacher i think it was a retired teacher and he started making these during the late during the 1980s and you know basically it's interesting it, you know like art you know it's supposed to make you you think you know basically that's the way i look at it um like okay like what is this uh what's the artist trying to achieve or what message is the artist trying to convey um, as a result of the, uh, you know, basically the sculpture that like sculpture, you know, to me, that really kind of makes me uh, think, you know, basically you know, provokes thought. Um, so that's why I'm really interested in it. Um, and other things that the, um, Screaming Heads exhibit that you can see you do are they had a disc golf course which I was like well I'm like they have well, like looking I'm like are those baskets for disc golf and sure enough there were and there's also a little swimming hole there too so 
um, you can spend the afternoon there and you know you look at some great sculpture um, you know basically um, and also you know keep your mind off of things too for a little bit and have some fun uh, what I did uh, from there I followed west on secondary highway 520 past uh, Magnetowan, uh, which is and um, you know, basically a little bit you know northwest, and I took that over to uh, Highway uh, 124, and I took that down towards Highway 400, and the reason why I did that was I um, wanted to you know basically check out another uh, park in uh, the area, Kilbear Provincial Park, which I've heard great things about as well. Um, it's where um, the uh, Georgian Bay meets Perry Sound, which uh, Perry Sound is actually the um, hometown of uh, the great Bobby Orr, the hockey player. Um, and in Perry Sound, I when I uh, went on a previous trip in the area, I actually stopped at the Bobby Orr Hall, Hall of Fame, which is a museum about Bobby Orr, and they have some nice exhibits. And that's something, if you're in Perry Sound, it's worth a visit. But now I stopped at Kilburn and I basically took a couple of short hikes. Once uh, went to the uh, Lighthouse Point, walked around the Twin Points Trail a bit, and I saw what might be the most famous tree in Ontario, which is a uh, like a pine tree of sorts. It's definitely seen better days, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, but you know that's. Uh, what happens, um, you know, the trees, you know, they don't always, uh, you know, get to um, live very uh, fruitful lives, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, from there, um, what I uh, did, I took my pictures, you know, basically uh, dipped my feet in the water, still a little cold you know, at the end of May. And then, you know, I worked my way uh, back over to Huntsville. So I took, um, you know, 400 south, went over to Highway 141, uh, cut across you know, Rousseau, detoured in Rousseau for a waterfall, which is uh, Rousseau Falls. And then, you know, once I got back to, you know, Highway 11, uh, what I did was I... Also, you know, I got to Highway 11. There was a uh, sobriety checkpoint. Of course, I hadn't drank anything that day. I don't really drink much anymore. But um, in Ontario, I haven't been through Ontario much, but I think I've encountered more sobriety checkpoints in Ontario than I have in all my years living in New York, which is, you know, since 1980, uh, when I was born. <laughs> so... Uh, but, you know, from there, I went back to Huntsville, and I you know, basically checked out the Huntsville Swing Bridge, um, you know, basically, which, you know, goes through downtown, um, you know, basically as the sun was setting. So that was a nice way to cap off the day. And I'm going to cap off uh, this part of the episode as well, so I can take a little nice voice break. When we get back, we'll talk about day three and the conclusion of my uh, trip. Catch you soon.
And we're back to a uh, another part of this episode of the Gribble Nation Roadcast, powered by Spotify. Uh, this is Gribble Nation's Doug, and we're talking about Ontario's uh, cottage country. Uh, today we're talking about day three, or the uh, last part of my trip. Um, as I was leaving um, Huntsville and, uh, and Muskoka, which... Uh, the Muskoka chairs are you know, pretty similar to the Adirondack chairs, although my understanding is there's a little bit difference. Back uh, to New York, where no one's heard of Muskoka chairs. <laughs> um, we all call them Adirondack chairs here. Uh, but you know, I took uh, from Huntsville. As I um, left you know, soon after sunrise, I uh, bid adieu, took uh, Highway 60 East for a bit. Then I took some local routes, uh, basically over towards Dwight, because I'd been, you know, back and forth on 60 the day before in the area. So I decided, oh, why not take um, some local routes? So I took, um, looks like it was Highway 23, and then, uh, you know, Highway 9 for Muskoka uh, routes. And I took uh, six back to 60, and I took uh, Highway 35 down. Um, what I did from there, I... Uh, Saw a lot of lakes. I saw, I think it was the Bay of Lakes. Um, or Lake of Bays, maybe. Lake of Bays, yes. Uh, and I stopped in Dorset. I would have liked to have seen the Dorset Lookout Tower and got some great views of uh, the um, lake from there. Uh, problem is that, you know, basically, at least for someone passing through at 7 in the morning, uh, they're definitely not open for the day yet. Um, so... You know, they have their gate open. I think I actually have to pay, um, let's say, probably $10 or something close to that on the way there. It doesn't open until 10 in the morning. I was not going to uh, be waiting for a few hours just for the uh, tower to open. You know, they have a, um, a great view. And actually, uh, it is open from Victoria Day through uh, the first Friday after Labor Day. If you decide to walk up on your own, it's $2.07 per person. I'm assuming that includes uh, tax. Maybe it doesn't include tax. Maybe tax is extra. Uh, if you drive up, it's $10.33 uh, per carload. Um, so yeah, maybe I should not, maybe I should have not have went up there. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, but they uh, you know, they have a gate that's closed, which um, I didn't really see a way where I could go up, you know, otherwise, and you know, basically uh, discover for free, which is always preferred. Um, but you know, in this case, I said, oh, I'll skip the uh, the tower, and uh, what I did instead was I went into Dorset itself. You can detour off of Highway 35 into town. There's a nice old swing bridge over near the SS Big Win. And you can see, you know, basically where the Lake of Bays, you know, goes into Dorset. Then I hopped back over to Highway 35, working way, my way back south. Saw a lot of little lakes and some of the cool thing, you know, what Ontario is doing on the signs is that you know which each lake you'd pass you'd, you'd see a sign telling you what the name of that lake was so for someone who like me who you know basically 
may have not, you know, been through there before, or you know, someone's like, okay, what's the name of this lake? Oh, like, oh, you can see, you know, this is Raven Lake or Hall's Lake or uh, Boscombe Lake or what have you. Um, and, you know, that is, um, I thought that was very helpful because it'll you know, help you tell you where you were. And for someone like me who, you know, did have some planned detours, or like quick detours, you know, that was um, you know, very helpful, you know, basically getting my um, my bearings um, figured out. It's like, okay, it's like, you know, when should I anticipate having to turn? Uh, one place I did make a detour was uh, the Hawk Lake Log Chute, which is on the uh, Kinesis River. Um, and that's at the, um, there's a dam that basically, um, is at, you know, Big Hawk Lake and right below where the dam is, uh, there is the, uh, it's an old log chute, which actually was used for logging, you know, in the 19th century and into the 20th century. I think it was operational, for logging up until 1947, uh, but it is one of the, I think it's the only original log shoot uh, that is still in Ontario. And it is, you know, for me, like the history end of things, it's very neat to see. I mean, there's a lot of water coming down, you know, didn't see any logs coming down, but, you know, it's been restored um, in the, you know, since it stopped being used for logging and now it's, you know, there for, you know, educational and, you know, tourism purposes. And it's very neat. Um, and even the drive in on big Hawk Lake road, you know, basically you uh, pass by the uh, stream or the Kinesis river that's right next to it. And, you know, that is a nice little scenic drive. Sorry about that. Uh, getting a little bit tired. <laughs> tired. I'm definitely a morning person. I'm definitely recording this at night. Uh, but I can make it through this episode. Uh, but uh, from there, I uh, you know, went back to Highway 35 until uh, I got to Carnarvon. Car um, and then took Highway 118 over towards Halliburton. And then east from there. In Halliburton, I stopped at the Halliburton Sculpture Forest, uh, which is part of the um, Fleming College. Is I think they actually um, operate the Sculpture Forest, and it's a free uh, Sculpture Forest. They do like if you donate to them, uh, but you know that's it was a nice little uh, place to take a break. And you know some of the things you know. Like, at least on Highway 118 between Carnarvon and Halliburton, they were doing some road work, and I did have to stop every so often. So it was, after stopping, it was a nice place to, you know, go take a break. Well, I think I walked around for half hour or so um, looking at sculptures. But one thing I noticed in Ontario, you know, I have, like the uh, flagmen or flag people basically the flag you basically you know when there's traffic make sure you stop or go you know basically tell you what to do um it's automated in ontario uh, where you don't have like a pilot car it's kind of like a two-phase traffic signal stop or go and when they want you to stop there's a 
you know, basically the gate that goes down and the flag, you know, things like that. It was interesting because at least in, you know, my experiences in the U.S., uh, that's still manual. Um, you do see, you know, the um, traffic lights that are set up for, you know, bridge construction, basically telling you stop at this bridge. You know, it's a temporary light. Um, same deal. Uh, but something a little bit different that they have in Ontario, which I thought was pretty neat. Once I got into Halliburton, I had noticed um, some a couple signs in the village or town or what have you. Uh, that tells you, and this is in the town of Dysert et al., um, which um, Halliburton, you know, basically the township, there's a bunch of townships that have been combined, and they go by township like Dysart um, and others, essentially, but the Latin version of it. Um, and from there, um, like east of uh, Halliburton, uh, the town, uh, not town, the highway, uh, 118 used to be part of Highway 121, and you even see signs says formerly Highway 121. You see the root shields for that. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure how long it's been Highway 118. I know that you know with the downloading and some of the highway uh, changes in Ontario, um, you know some of the highways you know had uh, changed over the years. Um, and like some of the designations, how they became like local designations, others were combined. And it looks like in May 1st of 2003, uh, east of Halliburton was when that highway uh, east of Halliburton was renumbered as part of 118. Um, so uh, that is um, you know, something I noticed in Halliburton. Um, and, you know, from there, I had went into, you know, kept on following 118 East. I detoured the Skyline Park in Halliburton, got a nice little village, a nice view of the town and Head Lake, which is in that area. And, um, oh, that's where Tim Horton says. I was wondering where in Halliburton it was because I didn't see it on 118. It's actually west of town on um, Road 21. Uh, which is actually a part of, you know, basically, you know, Halburn Highlands Road 121, or 21, rather, um, which, you know, was part of the old Highway 121. Uh, but um, what happens is that I stopped at Skyline Park, and a nice little view of Halliburton, also had Lake, they Pop back on to 118, took that all the way to Highway 28, um, which it ends, you know, a little bit, you know, southwest of Bancroft. Kept on going east on um, 28, east of Bancroft, over to Egan Shoots Provincial Park. Um, really my last, you know, waterfall of the trip. Uh, it's about 15 kilometers east of Bancroft. And um, there's not really good signage that tells you, you know, basically, hey, uh, this is going to be a uh, park you're visiting. And I think there's a little sign that said, provincial lands start here, something like that. And there's a road next to it, not well signed at all and not well maintained at all. Uh, I'm not sure when they um, last improved that road, but, you know, basically there was, it was still paved in parts. It was dirt in parts. Um, you know, there was uh, definitely um, 
you know, some parts where you basically had to drive really slow because I'm like, okay, I don't want to, you know, ground out or anything like that. Um, but, you know, basically when you get there, you know, basically there's a parking lot and you do see a side at the parking lot that says, oh, you're at Egan Sheets Provincial Park. And there's a little walk along the York River that gets you to the waterfall. Uh, one thing that I think I, one thing I noticed was at the bridge over the York River for the old road near the parking lot. Uh, you can see the bridge abutments, which, looking at Google Maps, uh, I'm led to believe that may actually be an old alignment of Highway 28. If not, um, maybe it's the old alignment um, of the um, road that went into the park. Uh, but from there, you know, went over back over to Bancroft and then south on Highway 62 over to Belleville. And then from Belleville, you know, I started working my way back on Highway 401, back to the U.S., um, cross over the Thousand Islands Bridge again. And then from there, I, you know, basically, you know, went to Watertown and took the beaten path a little bit. I took a little bit different way. I went to, um, I had a couple of things. I had a little bit more time uh, to putz around before I really started needed to make a beeline back home. So I went to a place near Henderson, New York, which is on Lake Ontario. Um, it's a little southwest of Watertown. And what I did this time around, because I've been to, there's a state park in, Ham, in Henderson called Robert Whale uh, Wheel State Park, which I think it was actually owned by a gentleman who had, um, He owned like Genesee beer at one point, but he had an estate there. Um, and there's actually used to be like an old, um, I think old World War II camp. Um, but from there, uh, what he, um, you know, there was also an El Dorado uh, Nature Preserve, which is actually owned by the Nature Conservancy um, in Henderson. And I thought like, oh, so I was going through there. I'm like, oh, there are sand dunes, apparently. No, not really, uh, but it was a nice little uh, walk nonetheless. Maybe things were just, you know, basically overgrown over time, so I didn't really see sand dunes, but it is something where uh, maybe I can go check that out another time and then, you know, really um, get to see that. But from there, you know, basically worked my way back over to ID1 South to Pulaski, New York, and then um, Route 13 and Route 69, nice. Um, and then we're way over to Utica and then back home. Uh, my thoughts on the trip. Um, it was a great uh, trip. You know, basically it was really uh, nice to explore a different part of Ontario uh, than what I'm used to. I'm like, in more recent years, I've seen a lot of Kingston and Ottawa, which, um, you know, basically places like that. Um, Hamilton, I've been to Niagara, uh, Toronto, I've been a few times and over, you know, towards the Bruce Peninsula and over towards Sarnia. Um, but this was a little different part of Ontario. I'd love to go back at some point, but I think if I go back to cottage country, uh, the best thing to do is really to spend a week there. Um, and like basically like get like a campsite or maybe like rent a little cabin along the lake um, and, and they do a lot of day trips. And then like if you have some down days, you can just 
spend time just enjoying being on the lake. You know, basically, maybe you can have access to a nice uh, kayak or something like that. Uh, you know, that is something that I would really think of. Oh, do I want to go back to uh, what can I do if I you know go back to this place? Uh, basically, I know that in Ontario on the license plates for years have said Ontario, yours to discover. And this is a place which really is great for discovering. Um, you know, basically, you know, lots of little, there you are know, lots of little lakes, you know, some interesting roads, and just play a fun place to drive around and and visit. Um, don't know where my next trip to Ontario will take me. Um, possibly back up to Ottawa. I know that um, I've talked about with one of my friends about, you know, going to Wolf Island um, and actually taking the ferry over from Cape Vincent, New York. Um, that could be the next time I'm in Ontario. Um, I mean, it could be for an Ottawa Senators game. Maybe they're playing the Islanders um, on a Saturday night sometime next season. I won't know yet until they um, release the schedule for next season so you know maybe that could be it too uh, but until then uh this is doug with gribble nation um you know on a, another episode of the gribble nation roadcast and i hope you enjoyed uh this episode and all the episodes you know that we have um broadcasted and also if you're interested in starting a podcast why not start one on your own um you know, Spotify has some great tools that we use and, you know, it's been um, really fun doing this. And I have some other podcast episodes that are coming up in the future that, you know, you may, you know, enjoy as well. I want to thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to uh, an episode of the Gribble Nation Roadcast. Uh, We hope uh, you get to listen to us again soon. Have a good one.